Thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We're so glad to have you with us for Jesus the Healer today. Thank you for joining us. Come on in. We're having a good time. Bring your Bible, bring your faith. Amen. And uh, we've been going over some things. Um, Throughout the broadcasts, I have, in past episodes, I've often referred to when my husband went home to be with the Lord unexpectedly and uh, how our family addressed that, how our family handled that, how God helped us in that time. And I want you to know no matter what test, no matter what trial, no matter what event shows up, the help of heaven always belongs to you. And that help will arrive you at victory every single time if we follow the help he offers. Amen. So we've been taking the past several episodes and we've been talking about that, but we invite you to keep watching because on upcoming episodes, we're going to continue. Um, you know, um, this isn't really just talking about when somebody goes home to be with the Lord. It's what to do in the emergencies of life. Um, that can happen maybe when a business is lost, a home is lost, a relationship goes the wrong direction. There's many times that the devil would try to bring in grief and sorrow into your life. And so we need to, we need to know what to do at those times and how to keep the door closed to that. Amen. Um, we, we know this, that knowing and believing what God's word says shuts the door. No matter what tries to come. If we know what the word says and we're a doer of that word, that keeps the door closed to the enemy. Um, We've also been referencing Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5 when it reads, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Um, This lets us know that griefs and sorrows are so damaging that that it took the Godhead to deal with it. You cannot live under the flow of grief and sorrow and your life be what God wants it to be. God wants peace for you. God wants joy for you. And uh, he doesn't want you to have to have grief and sorrow that you're trying to outrun that thing your whole life. But Jesus bore it meaning this, we should live free from it. Now that doesn't mean that when an event of difficulty happens, it doesn't mean we don't cry or we may cry, but we don't have to get into the wrong flow. I said, we don't have to get into the wrong flow. If we yield to a spirit of grief, a spirit of sorrow to where it pushes you down and it seems to be something that you can't get away from, uh, that need not happen. And you say, well, Pastor Nancy, I have found myself at times in that place where you can, you can walk free from that. Amen. Amen. And so we've been dealing with these things and addressing them and talking about them. 
Um, I want you to turn with me, if you would, to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, and we're going to start in verse 27. Because part of our inheritance that belongs to us in Christ is a sound mind. A sound mind is not a worried mind. A sound mind is not a fearful mind. So a sound mind belongs to us. So reading in John 14, verse 27, Jesus made this statement to his disciples. He said, peace I leave with you. Look at this. He said, my peace I give unto you. So notice this. Jesus was saying that which governed me, that which I lived under, I'm giving you that exact same peace. It's not a different peace. It's the same thing he demonstrated while he was on the earth. How often there were situations and times when he was, he was opposed. His life was opposed. People would try to launch things to, to really take his life out. And he was completely untroubled. What was that? Peace dominated him. Two years before my husband went home to be with the Lord, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, all I want you doing is practicing peace. What was he saying? Practice what Jesus left you. He left you peace. He didn't leave you heartache. He did not leave you uh, worry. He didn't leave you fear and doubt. He said, peace I leave with you. So notice this, if he needed peace to fulfill what he was born for, we need the same peace to fulfill what we're born for. Amen. 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 So um, then he, in the rest of this verse, he tells us what we must do if we're going to experience and enjoy the peace he's leaving us. Now see at the first part of the verse, he said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Now notice this, if he gave it, do you have it? Yeah. He said, I give it. So it's ours. Amen. But then he tells us how to experience that peace. He said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So he knows this and he's, he's warning of this. Don't let troubling situations and don't let fear diminish or rob you of the peace I leave with you. Amen. 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 Meaning those things will come, but don't let them have your peace. That your peace is a protection against those things. Keeping out fear, keeping out grief, keeping out sorrow. That peace is a impenetrable, it's a wall it can't penetrate to get through. The Bible says that the peace of God will mount guard over your heart and your mind. It's a wall of protection. Live behind that wall of peace. Don't come out. And God said to me, all I want you doing is practicing peace. What's he mean? Don't get on the wrong side of that wall. Don't go outside the range of peace. Stay within the scope of peace. Any any thought that tries to trouble you, any thought that steals your peace or joy, reject it, resist it, cast it down. Don't yield up your peace for anything. Amen. Amen. Um, then we would, I want you to go with me if you would to Romans chapter eight, Romans chapter eight. When God said to me, all I want you doing is practicing peace. It's really, he's talking about a flow of walking in the spirit. You know, we're told and we're instructed in the word walk in the spirit. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, walk being led by your spirit. Walk with that which is in your spirit dominating you. 
Well, the Bible tells us in Galatians, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. Those fruits are in our spirit and they were imparted to us by the Holy Spirit at the new birth. When we got born again, the fruits of the Spirit are part of the salvation package that came in us. And so um, that peace is in there. Joy is in there. Long-suffering is in there. Love is in there. All these fruits of the Spirit are in there. Walking in the Spirit means letting those dominate you. Walking in the Spirit doesn't just mean some foggy, far away look in your eye (laughs) to try to appear spiritual. It means letting the spiritual forces in you dominate you. Not letting that which is out here dominate you, but walk being led and dominated by what's in your spirit, not what's in your circumstances. Amen. Amen. So I want you to look at um, Romans chapter 8 and verse 6. Paul is writing and he says this, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, let's look back again at that. To be carnally minded. What's that mean to be carnally minded? It means that your attention, your thoughts, your words, your conversation is on things out here on things of the natural realm. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To hold your attention on the things um, that flow from God. To hold your attention on the things of God. To hold your attention on what's in you instead of what's around you. So it does matter what your mind is on. It's the difference between death and life and peace. To be carnally minded is death, Mm -hmm. but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Notice those those things work based on what you're doing with your mind. If you're letting your mind be occupied and filled with things of this world, things of what you can see and feel, the test, the opposition that's come against you, the feelings of what's come against you, if you give your attention to all of that, and you don't give your attention to what's in you, mm-hmm. then the wrong flow dominates you. Sure. But he's saying life and peace is to dominate us. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you live spiritually minded, mm-hmm. the flow of peace will be so great, you'll live days of heaven on earth. Amen. Amen. Um, when my husband went home to be with the Lord, heaven was not involved in authoring that transaction. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But heaven's flow was still available to me that day. Yeah. Yes. I didn't have to lose my, my peace. Mm-hmm. I didn't have yes. to lose my joy yes. because of a tragic event. Mm-hmm. A tragic event cannot rob from me the flow of heaven. Amen. Because the source of that flow is from heaven, not from the event. Yes. So no matter what happens to you, know that none of heaven is withdrawn from you. That you have a choice. What flow am I going to stay in in the face of this tragedy, in the face of this emergency, in the face of this test? What flow am I going to stay in? So when the Spirit of God said to me, all I want you doing is practicing peace, He was saying, practice heaven's flow. Practice heaven's flow. That's in you. The the fruits of the Spirit are the flow of heaven that's in you. Draw on them. So I was to become skillful at staying out of the mental arena that carnal arena, the natural arena, 
and stay hooked up to my spirit. The faith of God is not in your mind. It's in your spirit. So when you stay, when you stay spirit minded, you're staying faith minded because your faith is in your spirit. It's not in your mind. If we stay carnally minded or naturally minded, dominated by the natural, we're not being dominated by faith because there's no faith up there. Faith, we should have faith thoughts. Faith thoughts. Because when the faith that's in our heart takes in the word of God. See, the word we feed on is food for our food for our spirit, but it's also food for our thoughts. So we can have faith thoughts, but our faith flows from our spirit and puts in place Mm -hmm. faith thinking. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, to live spiritually minded is to stay in the flow of faith. If we're, if we step out, if we step into the carnal natural arena and are dominated by that arena, our emotions, our feelings, Mm -hmm. there's no faith in that flow. So when the spirit of God said to me, all I want you doing is practicing peace. He's saying, stay spirit dominated. That means your, your faith dominated. Everything that's in your spirit is, is being accessed. Amen. Amen. So uh, the devil works to draw us into the mental arena. Why? Because then he can draw us, draw us away from our faith because there's no faith up there. Yes. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. That's why he seeks to draw us up in the middle arena so that we're so occupied with this, with what we feel, what we see, what's coming against us, all this that tries to gain entrance into our thought life. He wants us occupied with this, drawing us up in that middle arena because he wants to draw us away from our spirit where our faith is. Yes. So when God said to me, all I want you doing is practicing peace, he was keeping me spirit focused, focused on what's in my spirit. If the devil can hold you up here, he'll defeat you. He'll defeat you. You want to know why? The devil can outthink you. That's his arena. He will run people ragged. You say, can the devil really outthink me? Well, look at people who are in mental institutions. Their mind broke down because they could not outthink those 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 tormenting thoughts. They broke the mind down. That's why the devil seeks to draw you up there and hold you there. But we hold him in the faith arena, the spirit arena. Why? Because we are master in that arena. And we conduct our thought life from this arena, our spirit arena. We don't conduct our, our thought life from this arena leading, yes. our spirit leads and our spirit decides what goes on in our thought life. Amen. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Praise the Lord. Um, let's read Galatians chapter five, verse 22. It says, but the fruit of the spirit. Now he's talking about the human spirit, not the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the spirit, it's in your spirit, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. All of that's in your spirit. All of that's in there. You don't have to pray for it. You don't have to pray, oh God, give me more peace. No, if you will, if you will tend to the peace in you, it will produce more fruit. Fruit grows, right? Fruit grows. Peace is a fruit imparted by the Holy Spirit into your spirit that is present in you right now. 
just as fruit on a tree grows. Why does fruit on a tree grow? So somebody can come by and pick it off and partake of it. Why did he put the fruit in your spirit? So you could partake of it. (laughs) When, uh, when fear comes, when opposition comes, unsettling comes, take a moment and sit and pick some peace and start eating it. Eat that fruit of peace. Amen. Amen. The more you water these fruits that are in you, Mm -hmm. the more they'll grow. Yeah. Yeah. And they will yield greater degrees of fruit. The fruit in you will yield a greater measure of peace. That's why the Holy Ghost said practice peace. He was saying that you're going to have a greater measure of peace available to you. And the more you partake of that peace, the sweeter life is. Isn't fruit sweet? To have a sweet life, be a partaker of the fruits on the inside of you. So that's what I did. For two years, I just practiced peace and it moved my life into such a flow of sweetness. No struggle. No struggle up here. No harassment. No troubling. So when the day... uh, was told me of the day of my husband's home going, I go, I'm not coming out of this flow mm-hmm. to get into that flow. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, I was already acquainted with the flow of peace yes. and I wasn't willing to leave it yes. because yes. death showed up. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. So great is the fruit of peace that it's a force. Yes. And it was a force that even death could not overcome. Death could not put out the peace. Death did not dominate the peace that day. Peace dominated death. That's what's in you. That's what's in you. Practice that flow. Practice that flow. The power of death stood weak in the presence of the force of peace. It stood defeated. It stood overcome. You say, well, I don't know. You know, your husband died. Yeah, but it didn't have its intended effect on me. It didn't take my life off course. It did not derail what God was doing in this ministry. It did not take my family off course. It didn't take our congregation off course. It it got stopped. And and the intent that the devil tried to work, um, he he did not accomplish it. Amen. Amen. We're redeemed. I said we're redeemed. Now, my kids were with me that day. I immediately started talking to my kids about their thought life. That's what I started talking to them about because how this event was going to affect them was going to be affected by their thought life. Not by the devil, by their thought life. So I said to my kids, do not touch this in your thought life. Don't touch this event in your thought life. Don't start asking questions. Why did this happen? What did we do wrong? What should we have done different? When you start asking questions, you are in the mental arena. And there's no faith there. Why do I say when you ask questions, you're in the mental arena? In the spirit arena, there's no questions. There's no questions. And what I mean by it is this. God never sits in heaven and goes, I wonder what I need to do about this. There's only answers in the spirit arena. 
The Holy Spirit is called the counselor, isn't he? He's called the counselor. That's one of the functions of the person of the Holy Spirit in our life. He's our counselor. If someone goes to a counselor, just naturally in this world, somebody goes to a counselor, what are they going to the counselor for? For answers. Uh, The Holy Spirit is never stumped. Mm -hmm. He always has our answer. Always. Always. Why? Because he is God, the Holy Spirit. He knows the mind of God. And in the mind of God, there's no questions. It's all answers. You tap into your spirit. You tapped into the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit who has nothing but answers for your life. He's not in you with a a list of questions. You understand that? The mental arena. How do you know if you're in the mental arena? How am I going to get out of this? What am I going to do next? What's going to happen to us? What's the future? What do I do? That's the mental arena. And I told my kids, don't go there. Don't get, you know, and the thing I, I, I told them, we don't have to answer any question today. Just because this event happened today, nothing has to be answered today. I'm, I'm talking about the future. We don't have to make any life decisions today. All we have to do is get connected, get connected, stay connected to your spirit, get connected and stay connected. That's what you need to do. Don't get connected up here. And uh, many times that's what people do. They start trying to answer all life's questions at that moment in that event. That's not the time to try to answer that. If you will take time to get in the spirit and just say, those can wait. Those questions can wait because there were a lot of unknowns that I knew I'd have to deal with. There were a lot of unknowns, but I'm going to answer those unknowns from my spirit, not from my mind. I'm not going to try to calculate and reason and figure out the answers to the unknowns. I'm going to tap into my spirit where the answers for all the unknowns flow from. That's why I said to my kids, don't go to that mental arena. We don't have to answer one thing today except this. Grief, you're not getting in. Sorrow, you're not getting in. Tragedy, you're not derailing our life. Amen. Amen. Because I knew if the kids or me, if we got in that mental arena, you know what's up there? What's what's in the mental arena? Harassment, questions, doubt, all these things that the devil works in that mental arena. If I go to his arena, I get in his flow. Right. But if I stay in God's arena, I stay in God's flow. Stay in my spirit. So when I told the kids, it's not enough that I stay in the peace arena. I got to keep them in the peace arena. Why? Because if they get in the wrong arena, it's going to affect what I I have to do in the future. And I said, I don't have time to get you out of depression. Don't go there. None of us. We're not going there. Don't get into grief and sorrow because if we get into that flow, we got to get ourselves out of that flow. We got to come back out. If we go down the wrong road, we're going to take time to come back off that wrong road. We don't need to waste that time by going down the wrong road to begin with. That's the wrong road. There's no life of God on that road. There's no help of God on that road in the sense God's not leading us down that road. God will help us get back off, but why, why even go down there? He's not leading us that way. He's leading us in the flow of the Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit that's in us, in peace, in joy, 
That's what he's leading us in. Well, praise the Lord. You're going to have to come back. We got so many more things that we're going to address because now we're just getting down to the things that, how do you, in daily life, how do you deal with these things? And so we don't want you to have to go through struggles. And we want to teach you what God taught us so that you don't have to go through struggles unnecessarily. You can't stop opposition from coming, but you can sure determine the outcome. We write the ending. I said, we write the ending. The devil can start something, but we write the ending of it. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so right now, I want to pray with those of you who you say, Pastor Nancy, I've faced a lot of difficulties. I've faced hardships. Listen, we don't make light of what people have faced, but I want you to know there is such lightness and brightness and future and the plan of God and the power of God available to you no matter what has come against you. Amen. Amen. And if you're, you're watching today and you say, I have been in a place of depression, grief, sorrow. You say, well, how do you know if you've really let the, let the, if you've opened the door to grief and sorrow? Um, if, if an event comes up or talking about a person comes up and you start weeping, how, how that affects you today determines really what you've been letting in. And so I just want you to know you don't have to live with something troubling you going on in your life. So right now, if you say, Pastor Nancy, that describes me. I've gone through some things and I just need help with this. Well, I want you to know God allows us, invites us, and we're privileged to use our faith with you. Amen. So those of us, we're sitting here, we're going to pray together with you. And so if you say, I'm the one I need that, you just reach your hands out toward me right now. And we're going to reach our hands toward you. And we're releasing our faith. And we say, Satan, you take your hands off God's property in Jesus' name. Grief, you leave. Sorrow, you leave. Depression, you leave. Mental harassment, you leave. Mental pressure, you leave in Jesus' name. You take your hand off God's property. And I say, you be free in your mind. And I say the peace of God is on the inside of you. The joy of God is on the inside of you. So you turn toward that peace. You turn toward that joy and you draw it up and you rejoice in the face of this. And right where you're at, just say, I receive my help. I receive my help. I receive that help in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we want to, uh, we want to let you know we've been teaching out of my book called Victory Over Grief and Sorrow. We want you to get your copy of it. You can go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and you can purchase your copy today if you would, and we'll get it right out to you. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In the book, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow, Nancy Dufresne shares from firsthand experience how even death is no match for the mighty force of peace that is available to every believer. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. The timeless truths in this book, Answer It, reveal how to answer every opposition and the steps to take to exit times of testing. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org.
If you would like to share a testimony or let us know how this ministry has blessed you, we would love to hear from you. Please visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.